0: Hit it now what's up what's up what's up listeners it is your boy Doug and welcome to another episode of dig on Doug I'm excited to have two of my super dope friends in here today we're gonna to be talking about some great stuff today a topic that's definitely need to be touched on we got my boy Freddie G in the building hey what's up what's going on Freddie G how you feeling how you living
1: good man I'm a little cold but uh My spirit is nice and warm, and
0: I'm I'm happy to be here. There we go, man. Cali finally got some cold weather. I'm excited about it. Some wet weather. And then to my left, my homie Ronnie.
2: Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's not cold. What are you talking about? Cold in California? (laughs) (laughs) Cold. (laughs) Let me tell you about some cold.
0: You can't say cold around Ronnie because he's lived... Very long in Wisconsin, and they have a different level of code there. I'm not. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not out
2: here in like shorts and a tank top in November. Yo, let me tell you, when it gets to the negatives, then you can tell me about some cold. Hey, <laughs> you have your lived experience;
0: I have mine. It's all relative. I am um, right? a winter baby, so I'm. Ex- I am excited about actually having some cold weather now, some wet weather. So, um, again, welcome, gentlemen. Um, might have our third to fourth amigo come in later. We'll see how that goes. And then so a great topic like we've all talked about and touched on before, um, as we are men of color, which the color part really doesn't matter, but we are men. Um, We self-identify as men. We enjoy being men and everything. And in 2019, this dating world is crazy as hell. And so um, as we were talking about this, we were talking a couple weeks ago, I came up with this uh, concept that we live in a society where there is the death of the gentleman. And so we're going to talk about that today and like what that means and everything and you know just our experiences in this world of of dating of trying to be providers and just live our own life. So um, Ronnie, I know you got a lot of interesting topics on this. Well, oh um, you want to go ahead and start? Hey, you, you, I know you're like loaded and ready
2: to go. So I am loaded, but I'm not necessarily ready. You're not, you're not ready. Okay, so I'll let you warm up in the batter <laughs> box
0: a little bit more. So I'll give them a little bit more premise. So in 2019, um, We all currently are single, are self-partnered, as some of us like to say, are just exploring and everything, and then really trying to define what we want out of life. Um, As older men, we're all in our mid-30s, and, you know, just trying to establish like our new goals and like what we're doing, learn from our mistakes and everything. And dating is hard as hell. Technology has made dating (laughs) fucking wild. Um, You have women who say they want one thing but act another way and you know it makes it hard for a man who wants to be a gentleman but women are in a sense killing gentlemen who wants to answer that (laughs) oh man big statement big statement (laughs) um
1: yeah and let me just say for for my own sake uh actually uh recent developments for Freddie G, um, I am in um, in uh, in some commitment okay. uh, with someone. Uh, it's fairly fresh and fairly and new. Ronnie's but clapping for him. Thank you, Ronnie. Didn't thank hear. you. But I can speak to that perspective, and I can also speak to the perspective of uh, having been on the dating scene, throwing myself in there uh, head first. Um, I think it's uh, there's a lot of curiosity around. Uh, the gentleman right and i mean you guys know me i like to complicate shit and sometimes complicate it a little too much um so i i wonder the one thing i've been wondering around that is like is there a difference and what is the difference between being a gentleman and a gentle man two words So I want to put that on the table. Oh, I think shit. we should we should we should explore that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe
2: I should have gone. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: but it no,
2: really I know, right, but I know. I think uh, this is a good, a good <laughs> one.
0: I think this is a good place to start, though, with 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 what Freddie said. So, like defining gentlemen for ourselves. And so, mm. when I think of the word gentleman, the the compound word, um, I think of a man who who is cordial, who, you know, sincerely thinks about a woman, really takes the effort um, to understand who he's with and provides, I don't want to say hospitality, like like you're working at a hotel or something, but just provides that that level of care and really understanding for a woman. Um, Because so many women I've talked to um, are in relationships or have been in relationships where their partner or whoever they're with, who they're dating with, doesn't really care like they just make shift stuff up um it's like oh let's just go do and not saying that there's nothing wrong with mcdonald's i mean you might you both might like chicken mcnuggets but there's no real intention behind it um where it's just like maybe just checking off a box or there's no real sincerity in there and so as you talked about the gentleman, i definitely think that's where i am um and what I've been, I've always been a gentle man, a gentle person. Just in the sense of how I operate with women. Um, I grew up single mom, um, so just understanding not and that's not necessarily understanding what women want, but knowing that that that's a level of care that you need to respect for women, um, you can't be in super aggressive. Like the opposite of that is like I've been in clubs, I've heard the stories like when guys would just like grab a woman's arm. And like that, that just throws me the hell off. Like to try to get her attention or stop her in her tracks, that's wild as hell. Um, so that to me, that's not the gentleman. It's like really trying to have a conversation, approach a young lady um, or older lady in um, hey. in 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 her in her way, and then like Support just that. really try to ex- express um, what your <laughs> intentions, even if it's just trying to say hey. Um, so yeah, so that definitely is the gentleman. Um, Ronnie, you have that curious look in your face, so I'll let you go now. And defining gentlemen and the gentle man.
2: All right, so, I mean, gentlemen, this is a group right here. We got gentlemen right here at this table. Obviously, it doesn't take much to recognize other gentlemen if you are one. And let me just go ahead and put that in perspective here. I, like you, grew up in a single mom home. Uh, it wasn't always easy, uh, you know, because you're growing up as um, a young man with just a mom to guide you, and you have to in in essence figure out what it is to be a man in that kind of environment mm-hmm. yeah. and so for me, I took note and care of what my mom said that. A proper man should behave or how he should conduct himself. Uh, I followed that advice to a T, but eventually I realized that I could put my own spin on things (laughs) because I am the one who is growing up a man in this world. And what does that mean? So a lot of it having to do with romance or Mm -hmm. with courting somebody. Like, yeah. You know, there's a lot of experiences that women go through uh, from the moment they hit puberty all the way into their adulthood and con- and on. Uh, the amount of attention that they would get is vast mm-hmm. compared to you just being a man and possibly going after the attention of that girl who's probably gotten the attention of so many other guys just like you. So where do you stand out? No matter what, I stuck to my guns and being a gentleman, Mm -hmm. a gentle man. And, you know, for me, that means like, yeah, I'll take you out someplace nice, but I like to do some fun stuff. And if you're not about the kind of fun stuff that I like to do, then maybe we might have some disagreements on what might be a fun date. Like maybe a fun date might be going on some roller coasters or just to a little kid's carnival or something like that, just because it looks fun. Why not? Mm -hmm. Or maybe we want to go to an arcade, video game arcade let's be specific, a video game arcade because there's other arcades. <laughs> but hey, if she's into that too, maybe we'll go there. Yeah, hey, that's cool. Like, But no, being a gentleman or a Our gentleman ex-boy. in this kind of environment yeah. right now, though, does seem to be dying out because... And this is probably where I'm really going to begin is a quote from... <laughs> <clears throat> Get ready, y'all. A quote from back when I was in high school and... This is from a friend of mine, my best friend in high school. I just moved to Madison, Wisconsin. And he told me one time that his he was just sitting there talking with his grandmother who lived with him, and she said, never be afraid to talk to any woman, no matter what. Just whenever you do talk to them, understand that there are more of them out there than you'd think.
0: Mm.
2: There's more women in this world than there are men. Yeah, more fish in the sea. And eventually if men end up dying out because of the hard jobs they work or they end up dying out because their lifespan's not as long as a woman's, women are gonna have fewer and fewer choices. Mm. And so you being who you are is the most important thing because that shows the greatest kind of attractiveness to any woman. And so I took that. But, uh, you know, it's just like we're, we're where I fit in in the dating world right now is I'm not looking to be in the <laughs> dating world right now because of all the freaking confusion out there in the streets. But uh, ultimately, I'm just going to stick to who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's all I can really do. And if it's attractive to you, then great. If not, get out of my way. I'm still going. Just don't knock them over. Just don't, don't knock them knock, over, don't yeah. over. All right, all right.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean... So thinking about the gentleman, right, I think there's almost like a, like a code, right, that we get taught about how to be a gentleman. Um, there might be like some pivotal figures that we see, you know, and how we grew up. And so for me, too, I mean, there's a, there's a commonality between the three of us, right, um, and growing up primarily or only with a mother mm-hmm. um, in the household, That was uh, a lot of my experience. Also, my dad. I always often refer to my dad as the wind because he kind of came and went, came and went, and uh, I could often feel him when he wasn't in the house. You know, ready dropping them gems. Um, So I think about like who, like how did I learn what it was, what it meant to be a gentleman? Um, And I think my father, at his best and most connected, uh, was very romantic. Very romantic, uh, writing letters to my mom. He had mm. a beautiful penmanship, uh, bringing her flowers, uh, things like that. Or he he for a while he did some wood burning or and wood carving oh, wow. type stuff, and he would make like an image of her or some roses and Damn, flowers and stuff. <laughs> uh, and he was my, I mean my dad was an old school old school gangster man, o- old school Mexicano gangster. Um, so a lot of that. Culture influenced me, mm-hmm. um, so the image I have in my head for, like, a gentleman is, like, like somebody who's, like, smooth, uh, clothes were always ironed, uh, shiny shoes, kind of gangster, mobster type, you know what I mean? Because that's how my dad rolled when he wasn't working. And then the other piece of that, uh, like, watching gangster, like, Chicano gangster movies and, like, Italian mobster movies. Yeah. You know? And the guys that were really smooth who were like hella gangster uh but also could woo a woman mm-hmm. you know at the, at the drop of their uh, fedora <laughs> um, you know or, or the start up of their nice ride um I think the thing that gets complicated there is like it wasn't just them like being smooth because there was also the hard part of mm-hmm. that so like thinking about how to how to um how to find balance in that now as a, as an older man um Still a young man, but an older man, you know what I'm saying? Um, And then the failings, right, of the gentleman either, like as we failed as individuals in like trying to court somebody, um, or like what you guys are bringing up, uh, the failings that happen because we're trying to be Mm gentlemen and, you know, X, Y, Z reason. Maybe it's it's no longer hot, you know? It's no longer desirable or it's not known how to be received or uh time of the gentleman is like going away of the dinosaurs. And yes. we got, you know, we got to be something else. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's, wild. Like, like you bring that up Freddie. Cause I remember a couple summers ago, I think this is when I was like a intern or whatever. Um, so maybe like three years ago. And I remember being frustrated in that, in that moment of like, okay, this, this nice guy shit ain't working. Like, you know, nice guys finish last and all that stuff. And, that's been pretty much who I am. Um I didn't have much role models for like relationships growing up because like my mom didn't really have no like men around when we grew up. Um like I had my best friends like his dad and seeing his wife, but it wasn't I mean I just saw them like as together and everything. So I did a lot of observing through watching friends and watching T V. Um and so just really I'm a super observant person. So just taking that stuff in, I was like, okay. I know I don't want to be that, and it just didn't feel right in me. So, so
1: just a clarifying question: watching your own friends or watching the friends' no, TV show? No, not watching the friend's TV show. Yes, I,
0: that did <laughs> pop in my head. To be like, but, uh, no, Joey, but, but, but no, but but no, hell exactly. no. But watching watching my <laughs> own friends and my own wife because it was always crazy. I in high school. I didn't have a relationship. I was, like, not in a relationship with anybody. Like, that never worked. My identity was the football team. Um, I was super crushing after, like, one girl. And I, like, did, like, the right to write the poetry and everything, like, was, like, like really under, like, it didn't work. So I was just, like, well, fuck it then. I was, like, I'm cool. Um, and I remember one, one time, like, I was, like, super frustrated with, like, a situation and, like, with this girl and, like, some of my other friends that dated her and I was like, you know what? I was like, fuck it. I was like, I just called it up a voicemail. I was like, you don't get everybody else. I'm like, what's up? And I remember like after doing that though, I was like, damn, you did that, but that sucked. And so I never got a response back or anything. Um, but it was but it was just wild. But just the development of... And it was wild because not having the relationships and everything in high school, but my friends would come to me for relationship advice. It was weird as hell. Um, but again, I was like my observant way of just like learning from people what they did, like mistakes and everything. But I always felt like it wasn't what I naturally could be to be that aggressive kind of guy. Like that wasn't me. Plus, I'm a, I'm a big guy. I'm six foot four, you know, 300. It's like you, like, you can't be just charging at women and everything. And so it's it's <laughs> <No>. that <laughs> it's that nature of trying to find, like you said, Freddie, trying to find that balance of the the smooth guy, but then also the um the tough guy. And so like growing up I listened to I love music. Like, you know, listen to Teddy P, listen to Luther Vandross. Like a lot of that is wooing kind of music. And so but then it's like But then it seems like women don't want that. And, like, you know, the the cliché thing of, like, oh, like, they want a bad boy or whatever. Or they want that stereotypical. Because, like, a lot of women say, like, oh, I have my bad boy face. And it's like, well, when do I know, like, you're out of that? And then, like, I can pop around. And then, like... Because even, like, my crush in high school, like, was with a guy. And, like, he treated her wrong and everything. And I'm like, well, like, you could be over here with me. And it'd be, like, cool. And so... So not being able to know like where I fit in, so I was just like cool by myself for like a long time and trying really trying to understand it. And now being older and it's still a, it's still a thing. And I'm like, what the hell? So it's, it's it's definitely a wild thing.
2: So yeah, it is a wild thing. You know, when it comes down to like a lot of my experiences, like in high school, I didn't find out till probably about eight or nine years after high school that apparently I had a reputation. And I was like, what? I I was like, I didn't think I had any kind of reputation. I just kind of kept my head down and like my nose clean. But no, apparently I was considered like the super ladies man. Like when it came to high school and I was like, what are you guys talking about? (laughs) And then they would tell me like, oh, you know, this girl said that she did this with you. I was like, no, that's a lie. And then this girl said that she did this with you. I was like, oh, damn, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, but why do they have such big mouths, though? Like, why do they gotta talk? And so then, like, I I was going like they were telling me all these things that they had heard, and I was going through. Yeah, that's true. No, that's not. And then I was like, so they Oh They had a man. list, like
0: a scribe, like oh, the, like old school, like just whip-
2: <laughs> apparently people talked about me a lot, and I didn't know it. So I was like, Okay. And this is in where's this at? Texas? Oh, no, or this, this is Wisconsin. Is, uh, Wisconsin okay. in high school, yeah. And I was like, oh, Okay, <laughs> well that's great. <laughs> <laughs> And so then I was just like, you know, back then everything was a lot easier because you have like your own kind of biosphere. It's high school. That's where you are. And you're going to run into a lot of different people like, you know, you get older and then there's incoming freshmen, sophomore, juniors and like you had like the people that were older than you when you were a freshman and then you like you got to go around to the same parties get to know some of the same people and meet some of the same girls and stuff like that and talk to them and find out they had sisters and like their best friends and get to know all of them like i knew a lot of girls me and my friends like we had a lot of friends and friends of friends and like we just got to know a lot of people but uh, one thing that i definitely learned and i learned a lot was just the various different things that the girls do to kind of get away with dating or dating around having a boyfriend. Hmm. And so I was just like, oh. Say more about Oh, yes. Open this book. (laughs) Open this (laughs) book. I am very much intrigued. So a friend of mine who revealed to me a technique that she had been using ever since high school and when we were in high school, too. I never wanted to date her. She never wanted to date me. We were just best friends. But she told me that while she was having a boyfriend, she would usually get a whole lot of other guys' phone numbers, Mm. and she'd program them in her phone. But since, uh, like, even kind of back then, we had cell phones where you can put in multiple numbers, you know, your work, business. So she would create an extra entry for each of the side dudes in one of her best girlfriend's phone number uh, contacts. So whenever her phone would ring, she'd be like, oh, it's my friend Marissa, or whatever. Wow. really, this dude and she would legit sit there with her boyfriend right next to her take a call and some other guy so
1: she like, had, she had her system for, That's a for hell her, side, of a system. her her side pieces
2: oh yeah and they were probably organized by you know she, and i, I would was assume just like so she would know who's calling You know, know, And it was definitely like that internet meme What was it, Philosopher Raptor Where it's just like, clever girl Like, yes, you were definitely clever Jesus, I wouldn't even think to go Wow I mean, and like, not only that She would have multiple dates in one night She would have a date with her boyfriend And then be like, okay, I gotta go home and study And then go have a date with some guy And play miniature golf at some place And then go to some other place And have dinner with some other guy And then go
0: home well, so what, were there other women doing this too in the... I mean, I would think no, so. No, that,
2: that was just one friend. I mean, friend. that's just I one. Like, me. I mean, yeah. but
0: I mean, I'm sure she's... I mean, nobody's ever alone in this world, so multiple people are... Jesus. Mind
2: blown. Yeah. There's a lot of different tricks and techniques that I've heard about. and And, you know, when it comes to the dating world, guys have those same things too. And so... When It comes to the dating world, it's just all this confusion over and over. I'm gonna need you
0: to dig some more tricks out of this bag that you're talking about because you saying there's more. Oh, um, yeah,
2: there's plenty.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, I, that's I'm curious about the, the, the confusion because so when I was on the dating scene, and, and what that means is like, uh, you know, Tinder, um, okay, Cupid, coffee and bagels, and coffee and bagels. Right, it's super open, you get to meet all these people, you go through the exciting phase of putting your uh, pictures and your profile up, uh, you reach out to people, they reach back, and then you get into that dead phase, right? You go on some oh, dates. Oh, God, dead phase. Where <laughs> the same people keep coming up, and you probably keep coming up on the same people's feed, um, the, but I always was tripped out, and I think sometimes confused about from one person to the next, uh, the rules of engagement were different. Mm. You know? It's not as simple as, like, what we were taught or conditioned in high school or maybe even college. Um, You didn't know. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah. Right? So, and then the trick then became, like, how do you communicate, I don't know, your dating style, Mm -hmm. your relationship style, um, and the lack of, like, comfort um, on my part and the other person's part to, like, figure it out. So both operating under assumptions and then inevitably, because the communication is bad, it, like, crashes and burns, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, I want to put that as, like, context and then, like, I don't know, how does that relate to, like, where does the gentleman play out in that, right? Because the gentleman follows a code, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, if we're operating as the gentleman um, and... Let's say first dates on us, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably part of the gentleman yes. code, mm-hmm. right? More often than not, um, I don't know. Opening car doors, opening restaurant I red doors. It was, I was on a
0: date. This was a couple of years ago. It was <laughs> I, I felt so bad for this girl. I was I was on a date with her and like park like pull up park and everything and like came around like open the door and she was almost like flabbergasted in the fact that like I opened the door and she was like nobody's like opened the door for me and i was like, damn, well like I'm I'm sorry. And then, like another time I went on a date with a with a, with a young lady and brought her flowers. And then I was like the first time like somebody's bought her flowers huh. on a date. And so I think I think I like where you're going, Freddie, in the sense of talking about like if we right like right now, right here Kind of, like try to make, in a sense, guidelines what we believe. Like the gentleman is, like, what's the code of conduct? Yeah, you know, yeah, opening yeah. doors, um, paying for like at least the first date. I know a lot of people are like, oh, like you pay for that at least three. And so, hey. one of the one of the one of the things that bumps up against me in, in the sense of the gentleman thing is, um, I remember being on this date one time, and like I was talking with this girl, I was talking with her, and I'm like, she's like, the day. The day of like, oh, they say this is supposed to happen and the day say this. And so, and it's that tricky part of like, are you trying to say this and you don't want to say it directly? So you're using the day or are you really listening to a whole, like another council of people that I.
1: Like you're trying to figure out if they're disassociating themselves and not owning that, that like that's part of their values or their beliefs.
0: Or yeah, their feelings and they don't want to go with it, but they're like the day. And so I I was like, "Well, who the hell was today?" Because I'm I'm getting tired of this this day that's stopping you from doing something. And so, um, not to get too lost, so the, the code of conduct, so of the gentleman, so we would say opening opening doors, right, car doors. You know,
2: any entry. You know, like I can go ahead and spit <laughs> off so many of these different codes, but in the end, but no, let's make our own. Like, no, I'm saying like yeah.
0: organically, we make our own right now.
2: But uh, but finish that statement because yes. I want yeah. I want to like, hear what you got to say. There's a lot that we can go ahead and put in this code. However, that's probably the problem of the death of the gentleman in the first place. Is that there was a code, as unspoken as it was, it was what the idea of romance was for the gentleman. Hmm. So if the gentleman is dead. Honestly, the code is we're in the worms, we're we're on the rigor, motor, rigor mortis code <laughs> right now. Like, I see what you're what saying. No, I see what you're saying, Ronnie. Like honestly, let's let's think here. Let's not establish a code. Let's think about what the code think was. What the code was? It was opening doors. It was opening doors. It was paying when for meals. Doors, yes, it was paying for meals. Well, for dates. Um, yeah. It I was th- flowers. Maybe it was. Sin- a, it was when sin- you sincere gestures. Code. Yeah, sincere gestures. I think yes. old-
0: I think it's, in a sense, sincere gestures. Um, I mean, if we really think about it, opening doors and, like, being sincere in it in the sense of, like, this is, like, what I'm going to do. Because I, I mean, my father passed when I was six, so young. I didn't get any stories from him. But my dad had two families. and So I don't know what that gentleman code of conduct was. <clears throat> that wasn't passed, shared with me. That wasn't passed down. So I don't get that. But I think that you bring that up i think ultimately it's the level of sincerity and being true um because just how like i feel almost anything in his life you can conduct it for what you need it to be and it can still be a gentleman um i mean yes there's vast like like you know i shouldn't be like punching anybody that's not like a gentleman that's like get you kicked out the club um but it's I think ultimately it could be the sincerity level, and I, I mean I'm interested so what you I, both. I think. would
1: add to that because I, I think it's the, the way that we grew up mm-hmm. and seeing it. It like it plays out in a very gender mid to late thirties in a in a very gender specific way, right? So yeah. it's it's the sincerity of the gentleman is is that that sincerity and those sincere gestures are initiated and led by the man, mm-hmm. right? And we own that and we embody that. Um, I think in this day and age, where people are shifting uh, so much of their identity, uh, so much mm. of their politics, um, you know, that I think there's a tension there, or maybe that's a point of contention itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know, and by they, let's just say, <laughs> generalize the they, the you know, they, the uh, you know, in like a heteronormative kind of relationship, a man and woman. Um, but also opening it up to to, to other configurations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people realized that they didn't want that, mm-hmm. you know, because they wanted to be more active. You know, maybe the women that that, that where the gentlemanness has failed weren't with that, you know. I, I used to kid around, a kid around, but also kind of be serious. In one of my uh, dating profiles online, right, it says, well, you know, like, what do you want? in your partner or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I, the first line I put was someone to open the door for me. (laughs) And I caught shit for that from people like, what do you mean you want? You know, it's no woman's responsibility that Mm -hmm. they should be opening the door for you. You know? And then on the other side is like, oh yeah, I'll open the door for you anytime. You know? So then I got to, you know, and I would engage with people either way. Like Mm -hmm. people who'd be like, Hey, yeah, I want to open the door for you. Great. Open the door for me. Like, so I want to be, I want to have that experience. Yeah. Right? And then the people that would be like, oh, you you know, you shouldn't expect somebody else to open the door. For mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I'm not expecting that. But the question is, what do you want?
0: And this is what I want. You got an issue with that. Go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that, you bring that up. like, casted this thought into my head. And so the negative side of the gentleman. And so it's it's almost it's to the destitute of like you almost in the society as a whole like men don't have really the space to be to soft to be soft to be a gentle man um, to express that stuff, but it's almost not it's almost a non negotiable in the sense of like I do all this sincere stuff, open doors, pay and everything. It's almost bad to say like when do I get that back for a simple like open the door. And it's like, and in his profile, he said, like, someone opened the door. He didn't say, like, all the time. But it's like, why, why can't I have a door open for me and that feel like a good thing? Hmm. Why can't a meal be paid for me and, like, for you to have a sincere, you know, motion and everything of that as well? Because there's no, correct me if I'm wrong, we have the gentleman, but is there a gentle woman or is that just being a woman?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's where, that's where, I think that's where the investigation gets deep, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to call it. <laughs> it's it's just being a woman. It really is. It is. Right. So it's, then I think that's inherently part of the issue, right? Because if we're saying we can be men in different ways, then we got to know that women can be women in different ways. Yeah.
2: Okay, so let me get to that. Point real quick. <laughs> Here comes the hammer. Uh, you
0: know,
2: <laughs> oh, see, you've walk. already put in expectations uh, about what he's walking uh, with uh, my head is. I mean, I can cut that part out. <laughs> it's what it may be. All right. So, no, here we go. In a world right now full of hashtags and full of absolute political correctness to the point of, you know, cyberbullying's not okay. The words that you say are not okay. Uh, whether it be just in interactions online or in person or when it comes to relationships and dating, it's rough. So I would say, getting back to one particular point that we were making, what is the gentleman gentleman's code yes. now? Here's my real answer to that. The gentleman's code and the most honest thing that we can really do as a gentleman at this point in this kind of world environment confusion craziness is just be honest. That's Mm. the best thing we can do as far as gentlemen. I feel that. And, you know, granted that we didn't have probably, well, we definitely didn't have as many online dating services back in the day. You know, back in high school and things like just that. Just AOL dial up chat rooms. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have a lot of the social media stuff back in the day. So dating was in person. You got to know people yeah. either through other people or you were just out and about. Our and phone you were call. Like, you know I, I want to go talk to you. Mm-hmm. But now that's not even okay. You can't just go walk up to some woman and just talk to her. Because you got to almost, as a man, be in fear of what you say around here because it could be construed as the worst possible offense ever. Mm -hmm. And that's especially true if you look at celebrities. If they say just one thing wrong, whether it be now or have said something wrong way back when, when we didn't have all these heightened emotions and feelings, they're getting in trouble for it. Whether they be man or woman, they're still getting in trouble for it. Or just people, period. Like, not even, yeah, like like even entertainers, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, business folks, like, entertainment, like, whatever. So, yeah, so, I think
1: the 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 stakes are different. The stakes mm-hmm. right? are definitely because different. Because the, the engagement is different, right? Because if you met someone, you usually knew someone that was closer in proximity to you, right? Or you saw mm-hmm. somebody on the bus, at the mall, whatever, you went and you had that interaction, there was... a there was no digital separation, right? And so the, the digital stuff then creates a whole different dynamic. Um, but so getting back to your point about being honest, and I, I think that's right on, right? So you gotta you gotta take who you are, you know, um, whether that's you moving from a place of how you understand the code of, of being a gentleman or, or you residing in a place of being a gentleman or some intersection between and take the risk and see
2: what happens mm-hmm. you know like no matter what you can be afraid to like never date again or anything like that I'm not afraid it's just a matter of so, so I was going <laughs> to ask you I'm, let's, let's,
1: now we're going to let's dial yeah, it down yeah, no, Ronnie let me, let me, put like, it on the continue.
2: table Let me continue. (laughs) Okay. So when it comes to being a gentleman, and I say that honesty is probably the best policy in this case, in this day and age, it's because, yes, like, um, be honest about who you are. Never neglect who you are either. Mm -hmm. You as a human being, you need to eat. You need to sleep. You need to take care of yourself. You need to bathe. And you need to do that whether you're single or you're in a relationship. And we know that people sometimes get in a relationship and they start getting sloppy. And I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It, it's, not, it's not in terms of good or bad. When I say self-care and self-taking care of, or taking care of yourself, if you're a single person in this world and you're going to enter the dating realm, you can't let your feelings ultimately beat you down over it not working out or mm-hmm. whether you got catfished or uh, maybe you were super interested in this person but they weren't reciprocating exactly the way you wanted or vice versa or you know you get into a situation where maybe they really really like you but you're just like i'm not feeling it yeah no matter what you're gonna have to take care of yourself you're gonna have to keep going and so when it comes to relationships like here's one of the hard true facts kind of getting back to there's more women in this world than there are men I'm going to tell you, I am self-partnered. Tell, tell us, Ronnie. <laughs> I'm currently self-partnered. Uh, I identify as an ally to the LGBTQ community. I also identify as uh, a feminist, and that has a whole lot of different meanings. I'm also a Christian, and I'm also a person of color. So let me go ahead and lay it all out for you when I go ahead and say <laughs> this. Relationships, no matter who you are, no matter what you what you believe, no matter who you're dating, whether you're you know in an LGBTQ relationships or just a straight, regular uh, normal homo hetero narrative, like no matter what, it's going to be complicated. <clears throat> so the most honest thing you can do is be honest about what you do, who you are and what you want in your relationship. The most honest relationship I ever had was also one of the toughest. I ended up befriending this girl who I found out, uh, who actually, while we were friends, like probably like a couple, three months later, she said, you know what, I'm bisexual. And she had just come to this realization and is now announcing it to not only me as her friend, but the rest of her world, Mm -hmm. uh, which also included her family. And some of her family took it well, some of her family didn't, but in either case, like we were friends. And then that relationship developed to more than just friends. And she strictly expressed that she really wanted to date other women. She didn't want to date other men. She wanted to date other women and explore that. Mm -hmm. She expressed that to you? She expressed that. And, you know, while I had a lot of feelings and emotions behind that, honestly, I could only do what I felt was uh, right for me as a gentleman. I was taking care of myself. Like, I knew I was in the right state of mind and everything like that. And I was like, okay. And so we established ground rules. We established, you know, uh, all the conversations that we needed to have. And uh, it worked out just fine. Like, we were honestly in a good place to the point where we got engaged. But then things took a turn and she changed her mind. So I moved out to California. And here you are now. And here I am now. So honestly, like, yes, things are complicated. Things can change. But even for me, one of the toughest relationships I was ever in was also one of the most honest. And I'll never uh, change that experience for the life of me. Yeah. Um, It wasn't because of that relationship that my view is skewed. It's because of everything else going on in this world. Why my view is a little bit skewed when it comes to the dating world and how messy it is um and i just really need to say that i am an absolute happy person for <laughs> g for being in a relationship i will clap to freddie g for being in a relationship however for me that's not where i'm at that's not my headspace and it's for good reason like things are not always as honest as my last relationship yeah, yeah. and that's honestly that's That's the the best thing I think we as adult folks should be doing to one another is being honest. And like, you know, some relationships that have kept going, even though there had been cheating involved, had been because someone had to be honest about it. But also there's some of those relationships where people are not being honest about things and it leads to one of the other person's death. So which one do you want to have? There's a place in the middle, but that's a really tough line to walk. Mm.
0: True, like the, because I was having this conversation yesterday with with a friend, and she was in a sense trying to protect Beyonce. We were talking Beyonce, Beyonce Jay Z. Oh, the bees.
2: Um, yeah, I and mean, so she has her own beehive.
0: <clears throat> yes, no, I know, but um, and she was saying how y'all Jay-Z are
2: human beings. Y'all aren't bees. How do you have a beehive? So, <laughs> what what she was saying was
0: like she team couldn't team really she couldn't really understand Beyonce still being with Jay Z because of cheating and and I get that like I can understand hurting and everything and all that stuff but and I this is not coming from experience of being in a relationship mm-hmm. with cheating or anything but talking to people who have there has been cheating like you said Ronnie there's definitely a level of honesty you have to have to work for that. And the thing is, if you're really going to be with somebody or be committed to anything, because it can be anything in this world, if something happens, you have to assess your level of commitment into <clears> said relationship. <throat> like, come on, coughing. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so then it's really, because, so, you know, for some people, it's like you cheat, you're done. And, yeah. and I can get that, and, and yeah. I understand all of that and everything. But there can also be a level of a conversation that can be had between two adults and then work it out and go from there. But like I agree with you definitely in the sense of honesty is the ultimate policy that you have to have. Um, I have a friend who she's in a relationship, like male-female relationship, but they they have girlfriends in their relationship. But the ground rules are set in everything and it's established and all that stuff. There, I know people besides her in relationships that have open relationships that are way healthier than straight monogamous relationships because again like like Freddie was saying earlier it goes back to effective communication and one of the rules of communication that a lot of people don't think about is a key part of communication is effective listening and so it's really understanding and developing that out in the sense of like listening to whoever you're with and then listening to yourself as well right because you need to communicate with yourself and so, as we look into the, the Code of Conduct, um, I want to introduce the fourth member um, of the group. Um, Chris, welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. Hi, Doug. Uh, what
3: did I miss?
0: Um, <laughs> a whole hell of a lot. I'm but, sorry, uh, I was we,
3: being a responsible adult. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, apparently. So, uh, so, are we not? Are you trying to say we are not? No, you are, but my responsi- responsible adulting went from 10 to 6. You keep
0: that. Um, (laughs) So where we're at currently, right now, we're talking about the. um, We're trying to find the conduct of what it means to be a gentleman. Yeah,
2: apparently I'm bad cop.
3: You're a bad
0: cop? Nobody <laughs> said you bad cop. You said you a bad cop. Yeah, you right. just put bad cop on yourself. No. You didn't say bad cop. You with the day say the bad cop. <laughs> so you hang, hang out with the day. Mm-hmm. So the day is the council that people usually refer to when they're like, oh, like, they say this. Um, the, the
1: supposed alleged subscribe to experts. Right. There you go. Yeah. They say um, that. So mm-hmm. we're, we're
0: talking about the concept of being a gentleman and what all of that means. Um, yes, we'll, we'll get you in here. So we'll, we'll get you in with uh, you defining for yourself what does it mean to be a gentleman? And then, as Freddie said, what does it also mean to be a gentle man? Two words. Two words. Gentleman. Okay. So one point, the
1: last point that we were exploring that, that Ronnie was hitting on was, was honesty. And I think Doug named it even more specifically. It was an honesty through communication, right? Mm-hmm. Which is an honesty of feelings, um, and thoughts in in a relationship, mm-hmm. right?
3: Okay. Um, I didn't really think about this before. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't either. Even... All right. I mean, I think, I mean, I think maybe it's not so much. I, I've never really thought of being a gentleman. Maybe I think I'll start with the gentle man part first because I think that's two easy. words. Yeah, the gentle space man part. I think it's easier for me just because I think, I think that's more just my definition of being a man in general I think it's more just is about being gentle with those around you and being that supportive person to everybody who is connected to you Um, really I think a lot of that stems from my dad and the way he is with the people in his life how he's that person who a lot of people turn to for support for a lot of different things, or and he's always willing to go that extra mile. And he doesn't ask, he doesn't expect anything in return necessarily. He just pays attention and hears what people, especially people in my family, um, hear he hears what they want, hears what they say, um, you know, notices the little things that they want and turns around and does those things. Um, sometimes it's probably a little too much because it, and it goes back to the conversation goes back to the whole idea of like communication and honest communication is that sometimes he hears something and he'll go out and do it or buy something that we said we wanted and sometimes we're like dude dad we were just kind of joking around but that's why we end up with you know a particular food at our house for a thing because we mentioned offhandedly once that's like hey I really want to try this snack and suddenly my dad's at Safeway or Costco or wherever and it just appears you're like He's like, look, there you go. I'm like, cool, yay. So I think that's. <laughs> so I think that's. So I think that's a part of it is just being a good person, uh, being a person that people can depend on, know that you're there for them. Um, somebody who yeah, who's just a reliable source of, you know, stability and th- things like that. Probably wraps up both of them too. Yeah. Because I think that kind of defines gentlemanliness to me is that you're that supportive person for whoever you need in your life. I don't know if necessarily is about being, you know, being that way with a woman or with, um, but that's kind of how I see it. So, yeah. so for you, the gentleman <laughs> is
1: the gentleman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah, I dig that. I like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and
0: I think you touched on something um, as. I am a career services professional. Are you now? Um, I am. <laughs> every I won't say every, but I feel like everything we do in life is transferable. Yeah. Um, it really translates into some other way, how we operate, how we go about things. And I was having this conversation um, this weekend um, with, some, with some students, actually, and they were asking about uh, the nice guys finish last thing. And so um, a gentleman brought it up in the group. Um, I opened it up for them to talk about, and a lot of the women in the group said, you know, all of that is really built around a lot of um, Hollywood narrative telling and everything of, like, you know, women want a, ba- a bad boy and all this stuff, which I feel like there's, there's a sense of it to being true. But one of the, one of the, the notions I brought up is, um, I don't think it's the sense of women wanting a, a bad boy are a bad man. I think it's women wanting the notion of somebody who will actually pursue them. Where, in a sense, we think about the nice guy, he doesn't go after things, he doesn't pursue something. So I think it's, and this was just, this just came to me in a moment when we were having this conversation, um, with the conversation this weekend I was having with them, and it's the sense of, because you, it's like almost in a sense like a worker, a good worker is going to try to really go after something. It's an entrepreneur. entrepreneur is going to go after something to make it happen where the other person may just be like, oh, okay, well, like, you know, it's good to be nice, but doesn't put in that extra effort to go get something. And I think hmm. a lot of women, for the most part, I, w- I want to say, usually like that thing of, like, being pursued. But then it's, it's also having that balance of, like, I'm not about to run over myself to try to get you. Um, and one of the songs I love um, by um, this artist called Black, I forget the name of the song, but there's a lyric where he says, I don't want to lose myself loving you. And so I also see that in the pursuit of somebody, you don't want to lose yourself trying to pursue somebody just because they want to be pursued. And I think sometimes a lot of women just love that thing of like, I just want people to chase me. Like they're like running through the mall, like they're like B two K back in the day, and they're like being ran down. Um, <laughs> but it's it's but it's but it's that pursuing part. So 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 what do y'all think about the, the the nice guy thing and like what I said just about the the possible of the pursuing? Oh, I see that face yeah, over there. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I shifted yeah. in my seat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> understand?
1: So then it's like you know the the, the, the nice guy as being too passive, Mm -hmm. right, and thinking that, you know, being nice is enough. And that's not to say that you shouldn't be nice, Mm -hmm. but maybe, you know, the nice guy, the gentleman, needs to get creative also in their approach. It's It's like the Latin Italian gangsters you were talking about. Yeah, so not like a one-size-all kind of approach, right? Because you also got to respond to the specific person Mm -hmm. that you're trying to court, right? They're not all going to like. Maybe flowers or chocolates. Exactly. You know. That's um, so I don't
0: believe in flowers, kind of.
1: Flowers aren't a religious experience, but okay. And I think, too, maybe culturally and socially we're in a place where there, where there is a lot more communication that's happening. Um, but maybe the nice guy, the gentleman, uh, didn't get enough communication skills. Mm-hmm. You know, so we we got the we got the the, the the setup, the the ground rules about how to be a gentleman, how to be a nice guy, but that was it. Yeah, and we didn't evolve. Evolve.
0: I think that was me definitely earlier, um, younger in my life. Like I didn't, I knew how to be nice and like church background and all that stuff, but I didn't know how to pursue. So, and that's that's something that's that's learned, and then you also have to. Experiment. Yeah, like, and go and
1: try it, and everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like you—you got to get, you know, you got to get game. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go ahead and say when <laughs> it's not Come on, be Good. If I go ahead and just talk and you guys laugh right away, okay? So,
3: I'm, I'm coming with this from a blank slate. <laughs> yes. Only reason I laugh is because they laugh. So I'm just like, okay, Ronnie. Yes.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's true. When it comes to the nice guy, there was. Uh, there was definitely a lot of things probably lacking in order to either keep or maintain. It's not to say that a nice guy didn't have a game, because obviously some nice guys didn't finish last. Mm-hmm. But, yes. You know, when it comes down to maintaining the relationship after you've already um, gone through the initial court phase, is also keeping things interesting uh, at that point. So, you know, what does that look like? You know, at some point, maybe the communication broke down in the relationship. Let's say the communication didn't break down. Let's say maybe she just doesn't have the... um, Or maybe either one doesn't have the emotional stamina to really Mm. keep a relationship. Because you know there were some of those people back, like even back in high school or even college, who were just like, yeah, if I date a girl, maybe I'll date her for a month, two, three, and then after that, move on. Yeah. Transactional. So, so, Mm, you know, when it comes down to it, I feel that... uh, nice guys don't always finish class. Uh, They were definitely, I feel there's a lot that, a lot of nice guys that probably deserved the chance, but never got it with the person they were necessarily going after. And, uh, you know, that's a shame. But, uh, you know, when it comes down to absolutely maintaining a relationship, it's it's a lot more of uh, just being creative. And just being able to not romance, not woo, not give flowers, not give chocolates, but uh, give experiences. Good experiences. Not just traveling and going, cr- like, in the globe, but, you know, doing something. Memory-making. Mm-hmm. Memory-making, yeah, exactly. Good memory-making. Cause good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. memory
0: Traumatic yeah. memory-making, yeah, too. Traumatic. No, and, and I mean, I, I, I agree with, I definitely agree with what you're saying, because... But when I originally brought it up, I was looking at just, just the pursuing part because, like, maintenance is like a whole other level now. Right, it's, right. Like, it's like you can, buy, you can get a car, yeah. but can you maintain the car so it can last? Like, I'm in my so, CRV right now pushing a good 200-plus miles. So it's the maintenance. But that's a different thing than, like, going to the dealership, you know, having the proper stuff that I did before to be able to get a car.
2: Let me go ahead and also uh, throw this prediction of the future. Oh boy! So, given the fact that we have all these uh, dating apps, uh, we have a major feminist movement that I feel is not quite—it's um, <laughs> confused. <laughs> it's just as confused oh, as the get dating. So world. much heat on podcast. Oh yeah, show you podcast. are. Uh, yeah, you need a little bit of uh, Excitement in your podcast. (laughs) Hashtag hashtag trick morning. But, uh, you know. You're responding to all these emails that I get. Yeah, (laughs) I will. I will. I will. No, so like I was saying, like the death of a gentleman, like there's, again, more women in this world than there are men. So honestly, I feel that in the future, whether it be now or very, very near, it's going to be more up to the women to split that game because your options are running out. A lot of us are getting older, not just talking about single gentlemen, but just men in general. Our lifespans are not as long as women's typically. So your options are still going to diminish and not to also forget that even around the world right now, there's an epidemic of not as many babies being born. Options are still running low and there's still a surplus of women. So when it comes to the future of dating it's going to have to be up to the women all the guys can't spit game like they used to back in the day before there was a- dating apps cheesy pickup lines aren't necessarily going to work can you work
0: effectively if you use it right
2: uh, so, so either e- evolve or
1: become irrelevant Natural selection.
3: Yeah. Freddy G!
0: Insider joke, insider joke. Uh, Chris, you got anything on this?
3: I mean, I think going back to what you wrote, I mean, kind of where this started with the whole whether or not nice guys finish last and the whole pursuit thing, I think, I mean, and I'll preface this with saying that I identified as a kind of a stereotypical nice guy for much of my life especially like really until maybe after college or somewhere in college so where that's when you got gangster well no i think it's more just like <laughs> i've realized that there's you don't have to necessarily live by a label of being a nice guy because also like the, the label itself of a nice guy has become kind of toxic in the like sense that the stereotypical or the toxic nice guy is the guy who like feels like they filled in their punch card with a woman like i did abc i did these like six things for you so therefore you owe me a date or you owe me sex or you owe me something and that's kind of like the toxic nice guy and Mm. that's kind of how it's evolved i mean there's a whole subreddit devoted to nice guys this is the
0: reddit you are talking you are listening to the reddit king
1: right now all right Mm -hmm. so so that's
3: like and that's like toxic nice guy where like they're like where they'll like put down women who um yeah like if they you know pursue them but then like the women reject them then they're suddenly like but i did all these things for you and i thought we had a, a, a you know i thought we had a connection etc cetera, etc cetera, and they don't necessarily accept that part so like sometimes it's not necessarily about the pursuit it's about how you're pursuing because it's not necessarily that nice guys lack game or lack the ability to pursue. It's more just like the way they're pursuing may not necessarily connect with the way that they th- connect with the woman they're trying to pursue for whatever reason. And so it goes as the whole like, are you like flowers and chocolates and all that stuff isn't going to necessarily wow every woman because they may not resonate with those things, but you can't just follow a script to try to pursue. A woman tried to follow a script to pursue a thing. I mean, going back to the car analogy, every dealership is different. Every you don't use the same method of going to buy a Toyota compared to when you go and buy a Porsche, because there's just different expectations when you, depending on what you're pursuing. Because like, yeah, like you know, I will walk into Toyota dealership and buy a car, and you know, I have I've had that experience multiple times because my family's a Toyota family. Well, no, my family's Toyota family. So then I went with a friend who TF. owns, yeah, I, I have a friend who owns a Porsche and I'm talking about like a high end kind of Porsche. And I mean, just just even like being on the side and watching that experience at the, how they interacted was just night and day mm-hmm. like and like it's clearly because like he did his homework, he had the money, he could afford like this nice ass Porsche. And so therefore, like they that that whole pursuit experience was different. And so it's the same, same way depending on how you go to the pursuit, you can be nice, but it goes back to whether, like Freddie was saying, it's about creating memories, about creating experiences, it's about creating, making, how do you make yourself stand out among, from the, you know, and not necessarily this woman, whoever you're pursuing may not necessarily have like a whole horde of men trying to pursue her, but like, how do you make yourself stand out and rise above the crowd, even if you are the only one pursuing her? How, do you stop yourself from... How do you make yourself seem like a viable romantic candidate?
0: It, it reminds me... You bring that up. It mm-hmm. reminds me of two things. You missed a great story um, from uh, from Ronnie about uh, cell phones and girlfriends. Um, very hilarious. Um, but all that reminded me of uh, a clip from... I believe it's... It might be Hitch. Um, it's a Will Smith movie. And I remember this... Girl, they were in a club or a bar or something, and all these men were around this woman. And then so he takes her credit card to her. And it's like, oh, okay, like, you know, buy me that drink. And so he gives her his credit card, and then it pulls her out of the crowd of the guys because she's like, I'm not the, like a bartender or whatever. And so it's like the level of pursuit because every opportunity is different. It's not always going to look the same. Hell, it, it could look different from when you're trying to like talk to somebody on a bus compared to a bookstore mm-hmm. or so the the level of of pursuit is uh, definitely different. Um I want to go back to something that you touched on Chris and like and bring this up to the group. We talked about your father and act like, that's your definition of kind of like the gentleman and the gentleman and in the sense of not asking for things. And so when is are are we is that like a commonality of the the gentleman to not to just do things and not ask for things? Because it's, in a sense, it's almost backwards. In a sense, because you're willing to pursue something and do something for potentially this maid or whatever the thing is, but then you're not willing to to ask for something.
1: I can I mean speaking the experience. Um I'm going to tie this to the, the the piece about honesty and, and communication because if you're not asking in a relationship, it's it's give or take, right? Mm-hmm. We, I think we can all agree um, on that. But if you're just giving, 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 giving because you think that's the role that you need to mm-hmm. embody, which I think is part of the myth that we're talking, yes. we subscribe to, um, it, you get burned out. It's not sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. So then in your... And then I think you 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 may not communicate it, but you'll have an expectation. Mm-hmm. You'll want some reciprocity. You'll want something, whatever that is. Um, but by not asking for it, you end up like silencing your voice, suppressing your emotions. We all know that men in this country mm-hmm. have a huge issue with that. Um, and then you end up in this place of like going from frustration to resentment and you know, you're not happy, so then you probably act out, mm-hmm. you know, or pull back or hide away. Um, whether you're in a relationship or in the pursuing phase too, you mm-hmm. you're doing these things, you're making an effort as you know how, you're not communicating, hey, what about you plan a date Or hey, you know, let's go 50-50 on this meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, or hey, wh- I like X, Y, Z when you do this. Um, but you have that expectation and maybe one thing that Chris was was speaking to, I think, it's like the almost the pitfall um, if you go into it like with some entitlement too, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm I am the gentleman, I am going to provide these material things, I'm going to woo in this way, and I better get my deliverable, yeah, right.
3: It's
0: like and 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 like Ronnie was talking about earlier, and not even talking about dating apps, technology has translated that mm. as well because it's you can easily i have this i can hit a button maybe hit another button probably one button and this thing comes and it's mine and it's everything so it, it can be that can be transferable to a lot of the stuff in in our lives i remember having a conversation with a friend and he was like coming out of a relationship and everything and i remember him talking about he's like oh yeah he's like you know i can um He's like, oh, I can really like change like a girl's life or whatever. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, I got money. But I was like, he was like, he got his money. But I was like, that's not what you're looking for. Isn't isn't what a woman of just money is looking for? Because you'll find a woman who will just you know, you can change her life with some money stuff. But what you're looking for, that's not what you're looking for for that kind of aspect and everything. And so, it's a it's a very dangerous slippery slope to, like, really go into that mindset of not asking what you want. And it's, it's so dangerous, and especially for men. It reminded me of this meme I remember um, a few months ago I saw where it was, like, it was a question was, like, why don't men like celebrating their birthdays? And then the, the guy responded to me was, because we don't want no whack-ass gifts. <laughs> so, because in the sense, it's like, And it talked about how, like, after, like, 16, it was saying, and, like, some other people commented, men really don't get birthdays celebrated like women do. Um, Women's birthdays are, like, you know, almost always a thing, but the man birthday is usually just, like, seen as, like, a forethought. Like, we think about Mother's Day to Father's Day. Mm -hmm. Just the dynamic with that. Like, when we we praise the Mother's Day way more than the Father's Day. And my, my joke... in my head and I always try to figure this out because it could be profitable somehow also is you know for Mother's Day there's always the guy who's on the corner and everything selling the roses so I'm always thinking like what in the hell would be the equivalent for that for Father's Day and I used to joke in my head like oh like some batteries Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know to put in something but there's no universal gift and and as complicated as women are because women are complicated but also are men and so we want memorable experiences. We want things given to us, and I don't feel like that's something that we. There's nothing wrong with saying that we want that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: We want a, We want a memorable moment. We want somebody to go out of their way, and and to do something that's specifically for us. we're
1: all, we're all nodding. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. nodding. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, did, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did Make a nice agreement. Yeah, that's
0: quite drama. So it's really that development of getting back to like you know. The, the gentleman is like the death of the gentleman, as 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 this episode is named. A society of technology, lack of communication. Um, I would say, even in a sense, de, demasculizing the man in the sense of like what the whole man can be, because it's always looked at, you know, you have this thing. And there's these jokes and everything, and they're, they're real for some people as women having men who are just their, their food guy, in mm-hmm. a sense. It's almost like they're Uber Eats. Um, and it's, it's it's a dangerous world. So it's, in a sense, killing, as we say, the, the gentleman. is like, how do I still be that sensitive, caring, open person when it's not being appreciated? Like Freddie said earlier, like, we're going almost extinct like the dinosaurs. And so it's like, where is it going to be that level of gratitude and care for that? And let us be the whole thing. It's, it's, I find it very interesting in, the, in this society that we're in now where we do open up a lot more. Like, you know, in the sense, of, and just, I'm just talking about globally in the world of emotions, feelings, and things like that. But at times it really feels like there's not that space for men. And when we don't uh, we don't allow that space, if if a few men are in a space together, that's odd, um, and then so that continues to drag down and kill the gentleman. So how do we how do we move that forward?
1: I, I'm going to say this because I, I, and this might be controversial or might <laughs> not. I don't know. You're responding me. to these um, emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I say we, we bury the sucker, we bury him. We end that, and we we take the space that we need uh, to create something new, something different. So you're saying kill the gentleman? Kill the gentleman. Okay. Bury him. Let him die. If Mm -hmm. he's dying, let him die, right? Because life cycles, things live and things die, Mm -hmm. right? Take what was useful, as we know the Mm -hmm. gentleman, and create something new. Mm -hmm. Compost that sucker and see what sprouts. That's that's
2: where my thinking goes. Okay. I mean Go for free. Yeah, for me I I think uh I don't disagree um but I think the fact that <laughs> we still have a lot of gentlemen going strong still mm-hmm. I just say let the gentlemen go in hiding, let them become recluses, let them become you know, just hidden gems, hidden gems. <laughs> that's where it is. And yes, again, I'm gonna say I'm I'm, t- I'm talking to to all you women out there. <laughs> you are the playing TV. The future mail. is now because of the hashtags, me too's, the hashtags, whatever's. Like honestly, there's there's not any room for a guy to just be out in the street and just holla at a girl anymore. There's not. You want us to be gentlemen, or if you want us to step to you in the right way, okay, lead by example at this point. It's your turn. You wanted equality, you got it. Equally show that you got game. Get out there. All right, right. Put yourself out in the streets. Right. Wave, you can, you bad. can bad, that, Not that. Not that bad. No, bad. Not
0: bad. If you reply, you reply to him. Yes, email me, but I will direct that to him and he will reply. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm not taking that smoke. No, no, so I no, no, get, no, no, get no, what he's he saying. <laughs>
2: Let me I, go I, ahead. I and what do saying. Out there. Right. Let me yeah. go ahead and say, like this. That's it's true though. You want equality? You got it. I'm not going to dispute it. Open some doors for men. Take them out on a date. <laughs> Buy them the first drink. Romance the crap out of them. Hopefully, it works out for you. And needless to say, there are women out there that do that. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm going to say GLHF. Good luck. Have fun doing it, <laughs> Christopher.
3: <laughs> um, I was going to say. Closer to Freddie's <laughs> I mean, well, maybe I mean it is kind of both. I mean to be fair, like it's kinda I mean I feel like I'm kinda of kind of splitting the difference here a little bit between what Freddie said and what Ronnie said. Um, but no, the traditional definition of masculinity is dying to a certain extent. Like or it's maybe not dying, but it's evolving. And you either evolve with it or you get left behind. And then yeah, then you either become the recluse and you end up having to shift away from society, but that is toxic in its own way because then you have these people, then you have folks who cling to the toxic version of these traditional ma- masculine values and you know whether or not they pr- end up projecting that onto women or projecting that into their relationships and that ends up creating a toxic um, situation in the world um, or you evolve and you catch up and maybe not quite to the extent of what Ronnie is putting out there but there is, <laughs> there is a truth to it that like and I, I mean and I try very hard to like f- understand how to toe that line between like because I have friends who um, identify strongly as feminists and we all I'm sure all of us at this table being in one of the most liberal parts of the United States have women who strongly identify as being a feminist and like what that means. But at the same time, like how, how do you, how far do you push them on that? If, uh, you know, it's normal for, I mean, to use Ronnie's buy me a drink analogy. um, Once again, I don't mean to reference everything from Reddit, but
2: um, <laughs> inside your I mean, sources. I was
3: reading a thread on Reddit and it was just one Jesus. of the like 18 million threads that have popped up about like what do what do you know what should women understand more about men or things like that And Mm. it was about um, just because a guy doesn't show interest in you doesn't mean that they're gay doesn't mean there's something wrong with them doesn't it's not an indictment of you as a woman that just that just means there isn't some level of attraction or anything beyond just like hey and you can't take that as an affront and I think that's the evolution of where we're coming is that yes men need to come to a point where they're not the hyper masculine like uh, yeah that kind of thing um and just have to you know if they end up reject if a woman ends up rejecting them that they're going to take go to that next level and just like drag her off or do any of that stuff that kind of level but at the same time women need to be in a place where like if they're going to pursue if they're if we're asking for equality in that sense, then women need to get to a place where if a guy says no, if a guy says anything that they don't get to, and I'm, I may catch heat for this one they yeah, don't right. we're finding it easy they emails. they don't get to then fall back on traditional female roles and traditional female the traditionally built female um okay, things and saying that oh, well, then therefore you're ABC XYZ and I'm going to call out your manhood because of that. Like, you can't have it both ways. I mean, I think that's my biggest issue is that you can't have it both ways. You're not allowed to want to be, to want to seek equality, but then when equality is thrust back at you, to then fall back into those traditional roles and use that as an, a, a, as a, a weapon to then attack the other as a person. safety net. Yeah. Know, mm-hmm. That that, I that hadn't is thought about that. Not a safety net, not even just a safety net, but as a weapon to then attack.
0: I I wrote, I, I wrote that down cuz we, we can't fit all of that into this one. Mm-hmm. Um but that that is that is good. I have I have thought of that um because some people and a lot of times men and women and it's like they want to live in 2019 but then also be in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And those worlds can't mix like that. But
3: well, like, you like, have to find a way to make those worlds mix because there's
0: no, no, no. But yeah. I'm saying in sense it's like you can't be like equal everything, equal all this, da 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 da. But then like, oh, I'm fine with these super old traditions that are still mm-hmm. toxic and dangerous and everything. Um, I'm gonna shove mm-hmm. that there because that mm-hmm. Jesus that'll take us down another whole rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Um, Would the death of the gentleman, um, evolve. Kill it, bury it, um, burn it, sacrifice it, throw it in the sky, <laughs> see what happens. Um, activated my trap. <laughs> it's put it in a pokeball, never let it go.
3: Um,
0: it's many different things. It's many different levels. As as you all heard here today, um, there's so much that goes into keeping the good heart of a gentleman um, and trying to be that sincere, that sincere, caring person, um, but then also evolve with the times. And really, I think the real juxtaposition that we're having with the conflict of the the death of the gentleman is wanting to still be that, but then also still wanting our own stuff as well. Wanting something paid for us, wanting something for somebody to really take care of us. I've had dates and been in courtships where the woman would do that and it felt amazing. Where it's like, I don't have to have the stress of if things are tight right now, that she's going to take care of this. Or you split the popcorn and the movie ticket. Um, where all that stuff goes because, again, like, like Ronnie and Freddie were saying, effective communication is what it really all boils down to and the honesty of what like what you really want and what you're looking for and talking outside of the sense of, oh, my God, this person will seem, they, they may take this as crazy because I want X or I want Y. Um, we live in a world where we can't really, I won't say we can't, but people aren't comfortable with sharing them true selves. And so being able to get get to that, and I think part, I think a little bit more, I I, I agree with you, Freddie, is, is killing the gentleman in that sense because we need to be able to express what we have. And like little lit Sprout, like you said, grew in, in the Marvel Universe. He dies and then comes back as this little sprout thing and then grows back up. And so it's like, how do we you know kill off those sheds and everything but then also be comfortable with saying what we want and what we need because that's vital as well if you want healthy men in this world you're gonna you have to have them let them be in a space of healthiness to express what they want to express what's going on to take care of them at the same time it's it's so dangerous when i see relationships still um when it's so one-sided one way Um, And I I don't think that leads to anything. And like Ronnie talked about earlier, um, as he has identified as self-partner, I'm just out here single and living my life. Um, But waiting for something to to happen, I want to be able to be in a relationship where I can express the full gamut of what I am, who I've been, and where I'm going. And then you come to the table and then understand, are you down for that ride? And you share all of those, where you've been, where you're at, and where you're going, and I need to see if that r- lines up with where I hopefully want to be and where I want to go. Mm-hmm. And so as we close this episode, <laughs> fellas, I, I thank you so much. This was, this was greatness. Hold oh, on, before we... No, 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 nah, 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 I'm not, nah, I'm not nah, fully closing
2: on, yet. Right, I was going to give, yeah, give right, roundtable space. These, these
1: notes
0: um, but just any closing remarks. I, it seems like Ronnie is ready to, to <laughs> shoot pistols, so um, I'll let you go.
3: He's answering these emails. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I just wanted to comment on uh, one of the things you said. Uh, when it comes to uh, the gentleman, I honestly am self-partnered, yes. And when it comes to like what that means for me, when it comes to being a gentleman and how you grow... Uh, after you shed that, I feel is, for me, it was about leaving love alone. Uh I was, after, so, funny story, after my relationship with my ex, we broke up, but we still kind of messed around after that. Friends of benefits. I had just broken both of my arms, and we like we're hanging out Here I am, like, both my arms just like oh in man. slings like hanging okay. out like this and i'm just like you know we were in a relationship at one point and i'm just thinking in my head like we're just sitting down hanging out and like uh we had moved out from each other we were living in our own apartment we moved out and then i'm just sitting there hanging out with her and stuff like that and i'm just like right now in this particular moment i know i'm not treating myself the way i wanted to be treated I was not living to my own code at that point. It wasn't the fact that yes, I could still be a friend with benefit with this girl. It was the fact that this relationship's over. I know it's over and I know what I need to do for myself. This particular moment isn't it. But I went home, I went ahead and put on a record. And I'm gonna just read to you exactly what I heard that night. And this is from uh, Joe Tex. And it's a song called The Love You Save. It says, people I've been misled and I've been afraid. I've been hit in the head and left for dead. I've been abused, I've been accused. I've been refused a piece of bread. But I never in my life before. Seen so many love affairs go wrong as I do today. I want you to stop and find out what's wrong. Get it right or just leave love alone. And so I heard that. Well, hold on. Let me finish the last two lines. Okay, so or just leave love alone because the love you save today may very well be your own. And so I heard that. And that particular night, I broke down crying. Mm. I'm not afraid to admit that I cry because I'm a man. Like, I cried when I watched Spider-Verse because it was such a good movie. You're a human. I am a human being, but I'm also a man. Yes. A man should not be afraid to cry. So getting to exactly my point, I will always celebrate other gentlemen or other men who get in relationships. I'm not going to say that every man deserves to be in one. Not every man is going to take care of of the love that they have at that moment, but I wish them the greatest luck. You know, when it comes to also, just adding this one little story caveat, when it comes to being a man, right, we went ax throwing. And I remember that there was a set of couples that were right (laughs) next to us. Obviously, the girls definitely are the type of girls, if they went out, they could go ahead and get tons of men buying them drinks. But they went ahead and chose two particular rare pieces of beef. <laughs> Let's go ahead and say. <laughs> so these are obviously like your kind of typical attractive guy. Like, you know, haircut, wearing like nice. Amber Fitch just say Yeah, day. whatever. They, they yeah. Model. You know, obviously, like they got muscles and stuff like that. But for the life of them. They couldn't stick one single axe in the board. (laughs) Meanwhile, we're on the other lane, sticking axes like nobody's business, just whipping them, throwing them, and boom, right on target. This is what I do. So let's go ahead and think about this for a moment. (laughs) Ladies, are you absolutely sure that that man, as beefy as he may look, as good-looking as he may look, could actually throw an axe and stick it on target? Let me go ahead and put it to you in this different way. If society were to crumble today, would that beautiful big piece of beefy man be able to throw an axe and hit a rabbit to cook you dinner, or for you to cook him dinner? No. So good luck. Have fun. That was Ronnie, not Doug.
0: So emails <laughs> come. You you know I'll forward them, uh, Freddie.
1: I, I'd leave it at that. I'd, I'd like Ronnie's ending uh, shot there.
0: Uh,
3: Chris? Yeah, I don't know how to top that. <laughs> oh, There's no. not much. So, to be fair, going axe throwing and my friends throwing that I have some capability of throwing an axe is the only thing keeping me from being the first person to die now when we uh, get ch- inevitably trapped in the uh, blizzard in a, by Donner Pass up in Lake Tahoe. <laughs> <laughs> Or at least it's a raise my utility a little higher than, oh, hey, Chris is kind of the big dude that we could kill first.
0: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, once again, um, I appreciate you all listening. Um, just to throw a counter, counterweight um, so my emails don't go crazy uh, to Ronnie's uh, last <laughs> statement. <laughs> I know there was some some data that came out recently that women are actually more attracted and influenced by men by their cologne than actual looks. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that could be one thing there. Um, and most women will tell you like that. I mean, you'll have. I mean, you have shallowness on both sides. So I won't even. Oh yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah, totally. um, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't But thank you all. This has been Dig Doug. Until next time. Peace out.